everyone, welcome to the voice of Dr. Yan. This is Dr. Limon Yan, and in this episode, welcome our regular guest, Edward Hogland. Edward, I mean, I'm sure that my regular audience is already familiar with him, but. Just in case it's the first time you listen to my conversation with Edward, just let me briefly introduce Edward to you. Edward is a retired federal senior executive and U.S. Air Force vet. His over four decades of service in include service as a senior leader in the intelligence community and Department of Defense, Homeland Security, Energy, and State. He served as the senior advisor to several IC agency heads, the assistant inspector general for inspection for the intelligence community, chairman of CIA strategic planning, a deputy team lead for the INF on-site nuclear arms inspections, and the former Soviet Union, and as awarded award-winning CIA intelligence. Analyst, he is currently an independent consultant focusing on cognitive warfare. He is also a regular host on the National Security Hour, also on the America Out Loud Radio Network. Welcome, Edward. Thank you for coming again. Oh, thank you for having me again, Doctor. And I look forward to the discussion today. Oh, you know we have been、uh, discussed for. Many times in our both broadcast, the voice of Doctor Yan and National Security Hour about the unrestricted warfare and also the cognitive warfare tactics from communist China, as well as a lot of case examples. So today,、uh, I want to start first from. One recent、uh, news from AP News. I mean, I just don't want to、uh, introduce the whole、uh, AP News to our audience, but I'm sure this is something we can talk a lot because in this AP News, they talk about we need more Americans to know China to be the China expert. However,、uh, I mean, from this news, we can see that what they want is. The absence of Americans studying in China will weaken U.S. ability to deal with this chief rival. But it implies also Americans should like go to know China means by visiting China or learn Chinese language from Chinese people. I mean, this is the always when we. Need to know some other country, some other、uh, culture. We do that like with Chinese. We we learn English. And we need to go to America or UK or Australia to know more about English-speaking、uh, countries' culture. However, now when we talking about China, we know yes, a very serious、uh, problem is there is a lack of China expert who really understand China, understand the Chinese history, culture, language, especially the communist China. Uh, the commun the Chinese Communist Party, but another thing here is a very tricky part is, as General Spudding has comment, I mean all the China experts in China are main problems we have today. Unless you accept the CCP's narrative, you will not be allowed to be a China expert. And for me, as a Chinese, uh. Grew up from China, stayed there for over thirty years. 
I totally agree with that because to tell the good stories about communist China as Xi Jinping instructed is CCP regime's principle in propaganda now. It started from the beginning of communist regimes. They always wanted you to know the good things, positive things on this regime, but they don't allow you to tell the truth. Now Xi Jinping has advanced this um, tactics, make it become more soft, easy to be accepted. You know, so we come, we, we watch the YouTube, when we watch the Facebook, when we uh, watch the TikTok, when we see even the, uh, a lot of promotions through Twitter account, we, we can see that there are beautiful pictures about China, there are happy people in China, uh, there are tasty food, and the people welcome. Uh, yeah, right, right? You, you want... <laughs> You want to go there, right? You want to learn Chinese culture. You want to know more. So we, I mean, we talk about cognitive warfare for quite a while, and you have your book on cognitive warfare. So as an expert in this field, could you talk about your understanding about how China can do with China expert and how do you think they are telling the good stories to attract Americans and how easy Americans could fall into the traps? Well, well, that's a great question. And, you know, the Americans have fallen into the trap ever since uh, Henry Kissinger had uh, been going to China uh, because the intent and the, the narrative was that we wanted to be friends with and collaborate with China. And by doing so, we would help to influence China to move more towards a free based society, a democratic society, or at least a freedom-based society. But as we've seen over the years, that's all been false. That the, the, the uh, Xi Jinping and, and the whole CCP have very effectively over the years controlled the narrative. And they control the narrative uh, not only through the Confucius Institutes here in the United States, but they have 300,000 students across the United States. And as he talked about the Chinese experts, as General Spalding said, uh, the main problem we have today is unless you accept the CCP's narrative, you will not be allowed to be a China expert. Well, this is pretty much true, because when you take a look at the so-called leading China experts, they all tend to lean towards and support that narrative that comes out of China. And what what this reminds me of uh, a great deal is back in the old Soviet Union. You had a number of so-called Soviet experts, but they were basically apologists for Stalin uh, and subsequent leaders, Brezhnev, Khrushchev, and others, uh, apologists for the Soviet Union. And they did so because they believed in the utopian aspect. The the, the other last aspect there, the so-called China experts, all seem to come from a lot of these Ivy League schools, which have always been a breeding ground and a recruiting ground for uh, spies against the United States. And as you've seen in recent reporting here in the United States, the so-called elite, what I call the leeches of America, the 1% who are fairly well off, they're the ones who tend to think this way, but they're the ones who also have the money and go to these Ivy League schools. And so China uses that very effectively to curry favor with them. 
uh, the problem is to, to your point in studying China, we only have uh, 200 students in China this year. 200 students the United States has. In the prior years, we've had a couple thousand. China has 300,000 here. So how are you going to learn about what's going on in China unless, as General Spalding says, you're invited there? And if you're not a China apologist, they're not going to invite you. And if if you are not a China apologist, you're going to be、uh, probably harassed, harangued, and other things as you visit China. So it's a very tough challenge. But China very effectively controls the narrative with little pushback by the West. Yes, sir. So you see, China can control the narrative, and also China can control everyone enter China, right? So. Well, when I see the comments on Jenner's body, I mean, I I need to say Jenner's body really know much about China compared to much more about China compared to most of China experts. But I see there are the you can say this is China's cyber army, or you can say these are the China's propagandists who are foreigners because I see both. They start to attack him. Said, "Oh, so you means as China expert, you don't need to go to China. How stupid it is!" So they basically just、uh, put it as a black or white. Either you need to go to China, listen to communist China,、uh, learn with them, and then controlled by them, or you cannot understand China at all. I mean, it's very difficult for people to understand China if you don't go to China, of course, but. That's the advantage of CCP's cognitive warfare. So we definitely need to find alternative way to break this and to find other method, other measures for people to understand China, but avoid of controlling by China. And also,、yeah. as my friend、uh, Steve Yeed, who has、uh, served in. White House as Deputy National Security Advisor to、uh, Vice President Cheney before he is a very good, very excellent China expert. But he told me that he is already banned by China because just for a few times visiting mainland China and contact with communist officers, when they realize. Steve is not the person they could control or manipulate or even put the influence on. They just re- reject all this visa to Steve, even when he work in White House. And even for the after that, for once they must issue the diplomatic visa to Steve. They humiliate him in the conference in China. So this yes, this is how China treats the. Real China expert. So, sir, you know Ch- Soviet Union. You you said you know that similar tactics has been uh posted uh, uh posted in Soviet Union for the Soviet Union experts. So, what do you think could be a alternative way to solve this kind of problem? Because we really need China expert in the United States now. No, absolutely, we do. And so, so as I write in the in the book, the cognitive war. Why we are losing and how we can win. A key aspect that we haven't done is mapping the information environment across China and different regions of the world. China has done this very effectively. But once you do that, and you know the key influencers and such, that gives you information in terms of how to manipulate or advance truth, 
facts and others in China's case, how to manipulate, deceive and control aspects, because it also goes back to what I write in the book about the information equilibrium theory. It's really the flow or control of information that tends to tilt a country towards either tyranny, if you control or openness in a democracy when you open the flow. But China understands this. And in their in their unrestricted warfare and in their cognitive warfare efforts, they control the flow extremely well. They close down their uh, internal country internet. They have a very effective strategic message, and they then undertake different methods to attack and take out people, such as you and I. For example, just recently, I've gotten several emails, so-called, from the Epic Times, but they weren't emails from the Epic Times. They were phishing expeditions, which had potential viruses and such. That they put in there because they try to attack those who are precluding them. So how do we fight back? Well, we we have to map the information environment. One, we have to understand the cultural dynamics, the linguistic dynamics. As you have, I've talked before. China is a pretty large country. Many different republics there. Many different nuances between the cultural and dynamics and languages. Just like here in the United States, it's not one just vanilla envelope, right? Second, after mapping the information map, what's their strategic message? What is our desired strategy for China for the long term? Not the next four years, but the next hundred to two hundred fifty years. And based on that, then what we walk back that strategy. What is their plan to implement it? And so we don't have that. We don't. We don't have people who are thinking strategically like, like that. But China does, and therefore we continue to be at a significant disadvantage.、Uh, lastly, I'll say. There's a perfect example related to Taiwan. I don't believe China is going to invade Taiwan. It's a big head fake. Continued. Why? Because it's an un- unrestricted warfare. They know they can win the battle without going into direct conflict with the United States. They can go into variety of different means using information, okay, deception and such, by all the different sources they have because they have mapped the information environment quite well. They have 150 million Americans. Who give them that data to map it every single day, and they have three hundred thousand students who also bring information back. Okay, not everyone's a spy, but everyone has certain understanding. So they they use this to drive a whole society effort to then get what they want. And those, as you say, who oppose them, either other Chinese or Chinese diaspora, or those in the U.S., they attack them, denigrate them, and undercut them. Yes,、yeah, thank you, sir. You have given our very good insights on that. And just, I mean, to give more additional、uh, information about the, telling the China good story and also CCP's principle in this、uh, soft propaganda, cognitive、uh, warfare. Just I want、um, quote some part from the、uh, one article.、Uh, it is a, about the theory on how to tell. The China story well spread the China voice well. This is an article also published on Chinese Communist Party's website. It's called、uh, CPCnews.cn. So it has said that back to Chairman Mao Zedong's period before the new China was established. At that time, during World War Two and until the new China was established, they're talking about. How to use like the foreign journalist to 
tell this kind of stories about communist China to the world. And at that time, there was a person, a journalist called Edgar Snow. He went to Yan'an, which was the red base for communist China, and Chairman Mao Zedong in China, and he see that, and he basically feel impressed about how well it is, how fancy the communist China, how nice they are, and then he writes a book talking about how oh, China will be the future, communist China will be the future of Asia, and uh, his one of the famous book was Red Star Over China in. 1937. At that time, very few Americans have been to、uh, China, so his voice become very important. And even until now, communist China use him as an idol to tell people how to do the propaganda. And now they said, because we are in the, you know, in、um, internet world, so the, all the information pop up every day at every minute. So. It's not only depends on traditional media. Then they also develop their new strategy. Like here in this article, the professor studied this ta-、uh, is telling that we need to fully exert the exchange in academic and also culture between China and America, China and the free countries to let everyone here. The only the good story and the positive thing come from China, and also you need to combine it with media, with the social media, with the think tank, and recruit all kind of companies, schools, organizations, even non-profitable civil groups to all involved into CCP's soft propaganda. So basically, this is a. Modern way to combine the people's war into cognitive warfare and control the opposite voice, just let you to hear all the lies, everything they want you to hear, and to reshape your understanding about China. So, sir, you keep telling people that Americans' lack of understanding of CCP's Cognitive warfare tactic. So, based on what I just quoted from the article in China, what else do you want to tell our audience on this topic? Well, so you bring up a really excellent point here about the use of foreign journalists, because that's what the Soviets did.、Uh, Oleg Kalugin, who was a deputy at the KGB,、uh, once basically said that. You know the rumor of J. Edgar Hoover being a transvestite, okay, or crossdresser, was something he planted with foreign journalists, left-wing foreign journalists. But it took off. It's always been a false set of propaganda. But to this day, people think that J. Edgar Hoover was a crossdresser. Okay, that's how effective this can be. So China understands that. So that's a, they're using very old tactics. But at the same time, as you made note. They're very effectively using not only the mainstream media here in the U.S., which they know is pretty much a set of lemmings to the left, but they also carry the strategic message via hundreds of false news sites. Okay, which people then from TikTok and other places get their news, and then because they've mapped the information environment, they could tailor the information in such subtle ways that these people find it hard to disprove. Or prove right or wrong in terms of facts, and so, but that's the old Soviet tactics as well. 
in terms of the propaganda and disinformation. I mean, when you take a look at uh, when you have a, a senator like Bernie Sanders, okay, a Soviet apologist who vacations for his honeymoon in the former Soviet Union, okay, and you have him still in the U.S. Congress identifying himself as a socialist, you know, you don't need to go that far to then persuade someone like him and give information to him to, to convince him about where you're going. I mean, look at what they've done. You said with the with the uh, social media, the think tanks, the Council on, on Foreign Relations in the U.S. They map the information environment. They know who the key influencers are. They know where the policymakers go to get their information. So they, then they inject their propaganda disinformation mixed with fact, etc., into these different different media forms and different think tanks. And then they applaud and reward those who, who are acolytes, right? Knowing or wittingly or unwittingly, they award, reward those which reinforce the whole effort here. And because Americans don't understand how dangerous this cognitive war is, okay? Not the kinetic war, but the cognitive war. We are slowly being subverted from within the United States by China. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, but people really need to wake up. And that's why Dr. Yin and I have these discussions, because it's so critical to help people understand how dangerous this is and really how nefarious and deceitful, but well laid out the CCP strategy is. Yes, sir. Exactly. So they, they really know how to actually, they, they really know how to manipulate people in psychology. And as you said, they know how to tell the things and feed people what they want here, and then they reward you. So it's a very sophisticated system. China and Russia, I mean, Soviet Union previously, have been developing it for over 100 years. We have to admit that they have accumulated quite a lot of very uh, useful, efficient experience in this cognitive, right, interference. But, I mean, Americans have been through the Cold War. My question is, now, uh, I mean, when we're facing CCP's, this kind of combined old and uh, plus the new uh, tactics in cognitive warfare. So my question is, why Americans, it seems most of them totally forget what happened during Cold War, how Soviet Union used the national machine to cheat you, used the national influence to cheat you. Why suddenly they become blind to China and now even when Russia tried to show Putin is a great leader, still quite a lot of Americans accept it. Oh, so, so again, very good question. And it, but if this is the ex- excellent point you bring up here about the Cold War, and I'm glad you did, because the day we declared victory in the Cold War is the day we then lost the Cold War. But why is that? Because we had some strategic capabilities, some people who understood the cognitive warfare environment vis-a-vis the Soviet Union. But the day we declared victory, we started to disinvest, okay, and reap the so-called dividends, dividends of this Cold War win. But in fact, the opposite occurred because what what happened then is we did not facilitate the development of Russia, Ukraine, and some of the other East European countries towards more democratic free societies. 
we let them sort of flounder on their own in the black market economies and what do you get you get guys like putin back in okay and so that with that though because we lost that expertise we lost that understanding and i'm an old soviet studies expert they they sort of just trashed that whole litany of capabilities and so without that people today are trying to reinvent things and as and as you as i have talked you take a look at the, whether it's the intelligence community or you take a look at the service intelligence elements of the services, military services in the U.S. They're just talking about simple, very simple doctrine about how to deal with information and fight information wars. But as you point out, with Unrestricted Warfare, which was written over 25 years ago, they're not only highlighting and leveraging what they learned from the Soviets, but they've now refined and honed their tradecraft and skills to an exceptional level. And so they're outmaneuvering us on a daily basis. I mean, it just is amazing how easily they outmaneuver us on a daily basis here in terms of what's going on with China. And and they're so effective. They're so effective. You've seen cartoons recently in the press that show Xi at a table with Putin, but instead of Putin being at the table, he's the waiter carrying food over to Xi. Why? Because he's being manipulated to a certain degree also by Xi. He's very effective in what they do here. And that's why this is so dangerous. But we have to get those capabilities, the capacity and the expertise back. And we have to make this not only a whole of government, but a whole of society effort and educate the people because it's a, it's a death, it's a death knell threat for our freedoms in America, in my opinion. Exactly. So I think we, at least when we talk about let people study the Chinese culture and language, uh, learning the China, become a new expert, we should also let them know more about the history of communist, uh, communism and the Soviet Union, how China derived from the uh, Soviet-style country to a Chinese communist regime. And this, I mean, maybe could provide them more understanding about the dangers and the cunning part of communist China if they have the chance to go to China to study more about the Chinese culture or or by themselves. At least they have this kind of fundamental understanding about how untrust uh, how how to say untrustworthy this regime is to not be easily fooled like the kindergarten kids, right? Yes. Yes. So let's have a short rest and we will go back continuously talking about what China wants you to believe and how to review that. Thank you. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our redox-based products tap into reserves within you to power your personal well-being. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. 
formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. Cofix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the Cofix RX banner on AmericaOutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. That's right, AmericaOutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use Cofix RX because it works. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Well, the year 2024 must be the year of the Patriot and AmericaOutloud.news will equip you with all the information you need to give new meaning to the words Patriot Act. For our actions always ultimately define our words. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the voice of Dr. Ye. And in the last section, uh, my guest Edward Hawkland and I have discussed mainly about how China uh, used uh, soft propaganda and cognitive warfare to influence foreigners, especially Americans, to tell the good Chinese story, to spread a good Chinese voice. And also we've talked about that American I mean, there is a concern that we are lack of uh, Americans who know China. So there is a lack of China expert. But also, as we have mentioned, if you just send your people go to China to learn China, then finally they will be controlled and manipulated by communist China in that well-developed system. And also, uh, actually, I have commented on Twitter that those 
so-called China expert in China. I mean, those who are still living in China, speak in Chinese, and post regularly on social media, making their videos and telling you, "Oh, don't question China this, don't blame China that." They, I mean, because you are not in China, I can tell you that these people are like. Those who enter the zombie country and beaten by the zombies, so you know they become zombies too. And there may be a chance for those people to return human if they leave the mainland China. The I mean, now Hong Kong include too. But if they stay in China, there is no chance they could behave as human but not zombie. So this is. Basically, if you want to send your people directly go to China without understanding of CCP's tactics, how would they control you? How would they manipulate you? Basically, you are sending your people to zombies' mouths. Okay, then let's talk about the next topic. Uh, oh, by the way, before that, just want to remind you. Uh, today when we record this audio, we heard something big news. That is. Putin's dissident Alexei Navalny has died in Russia in the prison near the North Pole, and、uh, we still don't know the reason. And I don't think we could get the real reason because we should not trust or、uh, any of this kind of explanation or excuse provided by Putin. And they definitely will tell you, oh, Putin's dissident. Naturally died in the prison or committed suicide, but they will never admit it's related to Putin and his campaign. However, I just want to remind our people that no matter how the truth is, finally what truth it is, don't forget. Even you see that from the video, there are the fancy subway stations in Moscow, and you can. Get a very satisfying grocery shopping experience in Moscow, especially using U.S. dollars. You can get whatever you want, but please remember that the final destination of the dissident in communist regimes is either disappearance or the mysterious death. Also, anyone could be arrested as dissident in such regimes. For every word or expression, so that means none of us could escape if we stay in such environment. And if you don't want to make America become a communist-like regime, if you don't want to lose your right to talk and freely, I mean, breathe the air out of the prison, don't make America another Russia or China. So let's talk about.、Exactly. Thank you, sir. So, oh yeah. So, do you want to add some insights based on this news? But yeah, you know, if you don't mind, real quick. So, you know, if you look at the history of communism, whether it's Soviet Union or any place else in the world, it's a failure because it's a utopian dream and it's used to subjugate people. And you talked about zombies versus humans, but those. Humans who are somewhat in a zombie state, as I saw when I visited the former Soviet Union, inside each of them is a fire for freedom, waiting to get out. And so, every communist regime is already a failed state. The question is, when will the state fail, and will we be prepared 
when that state fails. The other aspect that I'd like to highlight that you brought up is because with Navalny, he was basically killed one way or another. He's basically killed by Putin. He kills people every day, either for organs or genocide. Yes. With the Uyghurs, for example, and others. The point here for the American audience and the world audience that listens to you, Dr. Yen, is that it is a battle between good and evil. And by God, there are some very evil people here, and they want to hang on to power no matter what. And you who oppose them or seek freedom or seek fairness are viewed as necessary collateral damage, meaning your execution, your death means nothing to them. As we've seen with the millions of deaths from the China flu, COVID-19, all right, those millions of deaths mean nothing. They've never paid a price for that. And so we live in a bubble here in the United States of America. But people need to wake up because as Dr. Yen and I have talked about, illegal bioweapons labs or other things, with this unrestricted warfare and tens of thousands of Chinese military-aged men now, men now in the United States, okay, there are a number of different scenarios where the United States could be put into anarchy within a few days with those who are already here. So we damn well better wake up. Back to you, Dr. Yen. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your opinions on this. And I mean, I remember you have been the inspector in Soviet Union for the nuclear weapon, right? Yes. Yeah, so today I think we also want to provide the news about the how Chinese people uh, uh, I mean, it's arrested already recently for alleged for stealing the nuclear weapon related information from the United States. And I didn't see many people talking about this online. I'm not sure whether because uh, people ignore it or just uh, maybe they didn't see the significance behind this case. But I'm sure you could definitely tell us more about the significance behind this case. So let's say one Chinese person, I mean Chinese American, named Chen Chen uh, Chen Guang Guang uh, Chen means Gong Chen Guang Gong is his surname, 57 years old of San Jose, uh, California, was arrested several days ago in California and expected to make his initial appearance uh, in the court of North, uh, Northern California the day after. He is a native of China and became a United Citizens, United States citizens in 2011, I mean, almost 13 years ago. And based on this press release from DOG, Gong is charged in a criminal complaint with theft of trade uh, secrets. According to the court documents, Gong transferred more than 3,600 files from the research and development company where he worked to personal storage devices during his brief tenure with the company last year. The files Gong alleged transferred include blueprints for sophisticated infrared sensors designed for use in space uh, space-based systems to detect nuclear missile launches and track base, uh, ballistic and uh, hypersonic missiles. Uh, 
and blueprints for sensors designed to enable U.S. military aircraft to detect incoming heat-seeking missiles and take countermeasures, including by jamming the missiles' uh, infrared tracking ability. Some of these files were later found on storage devices seized from Gong's temporary resident in Southern Oaks, according to the affidavit in support of the complaint. I mean, nuclear-related advanced technologies about the uh, in the space and also the defense system in the United States. So this is something very big. And uh, when you hear about this news, what's your, I mean, thought? What's your opinion? What's your feeling about that? Is that shocking? It, it, it's it's not not extremely shocking, unfortunately, for a number of reasons, but. The first thing that I, what I'd like to highlight is they're stealing the technology. Why? Because they can't develop it in China. Okay, China has developed some pretty unique technologies as well, but they do it mostly by stealing other people's technologies. All right, and if we remember Wen Ho Lee and that whole case back with the Department of Energy uh, a couple about a decade or so ago. Okay. You see how crafty the Chinese are in terms of the CCP and the recruitment and putting their people in place. They have them travel here, gain U.S. citizenship, become part of the Borg, uh, studying the STEM areas, science, technology, engineering, and math. And then they get into the universities, they get into the uh, different fields of the research departments and stuff of, of major companies. But what do you see on a regular basis? You see multiple cases where they're stealing our technology. Now, one interesting aspect when I was looking at the article related related to this, and the Department of Justice notices on this, is that uh, Lisa Monaco, who's the Deputy Attorney General, she used to work at the White House with John Brennan and stuff, okay? They said that they started this disruptive technology strike force about a year ago, okay? to decide to try to stem the theft of our most precious technologies. Now, in this case here, uh, it's good they caught this guy. But what I've also heard is they have a very short bench at the National Security Division, which is run by a former a colleague at the DNI, Matt Olson. Very short bench in counterintelligence focused on China here. This effort here, this disruptive technology strike force, okay, has caught a few people here. But uh, you remember this, Dr. Yen, when when uh, the, the FBI director himself, uh, I think this was just uh, at the beginning of the Biden administration, said that they were opening a counterintelligence investigation related to such thefts once every eight hours. And then subsequently, Matt Olson canceled the Donald Trump effort to then stem the tide of this. So they come up with this new technology strike force. But you have to ask yourself, how effective is it? And are they actually putting the resources they need to against this? Uh, what are they doing for U.S. companies to help them understand and identify the level of threat? And what are those companies doing to vet their people and, and continually vet their people technology? Uh, because what you'll see from Matt Olson, the reason he canceled Donald Trump's program, because it was not politically correct. Chinese felt they were being targeted. Well, 
There's a reason for that, because you have a major effort by China CCP to, to in, infiltrate organizations, and they've been very successful. But last thing I'll say before I turn back is, is that Matt Olson said, quote, in its first year, the disruptive technology strike force has strengthened enforcement and disrupted numerous criminal schemes to smuggle high technology that foreign adversaries wield to their advance, their military and other malign agendas. Okay, well, so that's great. But this is one front in a multi-front that China has. Okay, so what are they doing related to stopping this with the 300,000 Chinese students? What are they doing to then limit the visas? What are they doing to limit the control? As we talked, there's 200 students in China, and there's very few businessmen that go to China. And those that go there are extremely monitor stuff. What the, the heck are the United States doing? We basically have an open-door policy. Come in, steal what you want, and leave. And if we catch you, great for us. And we'll put a feather in our cap, but I suspect most of it just goes flying out the door. Yes, you opened the door exactly, sir. I mean, um, when we talk about this, we always talk about how America should not just stay here, and it's like the wax a mole, right? Catch each mole. Again and again, I mean, the mole can escape and you spend years to sue one mole and the moles always come out. So the wax mole yeah. definitely is a failed uh, countermeasure against the people's war from China. And also, yeah, as you said, you open the door and you let them in and you don't have the surveillance or that system to examine it. I mean, but to be honest, it's very difficult. You can vet and examine all of these people because they could be Chinese, they could be Chinese Americans, they also could be American American, like yes. or the UK American, like Rafarik, Peter Dashak. These people they, they work with China and even though they are not Chinese, but they contributed quite a lot to CCP's bow weapon project, right? So You're correct. You don't you don't have to be Chinese because the Chinese have recruited Numerous professors and other folks through sweetheart deals and other contractors through sweetheart contract deals and then compromise them and then get them to steal as well. So, yes, sir. So that goes back to the point that we both agree that America should not just stay in a reactive measure. It should be the active way to actively do something to prevent this kind of uh, theft in the espionage and the destroyed uh, activities, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Because in, in this case, the technology they were stealing, as you mentioned, related to new, nuclear missile launches and tracking ballistic and hypersonic missiles. Now, why is that important? Because China developed a hypersonic capability. And when they flew their spy balloons over the United States, where did they fly those spy balloons over? which Biden lit them, the Manchurian president lit them. They flew them over our nuclear weapons facilities. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out they're collecting information in our nuclear weapons sites. They're stealing their nuclear information about how we launch missiles and how we track missiles and other things. This is all based on different ways to figure out them, basically how they can conduct a specific attack without being realized. I mean, and then you see... The, the news recently also about uh, Russia and potentially certain capabilities uh, that they don't want to talk about. But all these different efforts here under, undermine our ability to keep an eye on the world, to track adversaries' capabilities, and then 
defend against them. And if you're in a reactive state, all what you're doing, you're waiting for hell to come to you. Sir, and also, I mean, here in this case, I think one missing point. I mean, not not missed by DOJ, but we uh we talk to this case. People always uh easy to ignore is there is another uh, background knowledge about this uh how says arrested CCP's espionage. This guy, according to the FBI's discovery. Between around 2014 to 2022, or after he became American citizen, while he was employed at several major technology companies in the United States, he submitted numerous applications to talent programs administered by Communist China government. Yes. And the, I mean, in the FBI explained it as that China established a talent program through uh, which it uh, identifies uh, individuals located outside China who have expert skills, abilities, and knowledge that could aid in transforming the China's economy, including its military capacity. So China government reward the talent recruits with significant financial and social incentives. Noting that the salaries often often meet or exceed salaries the talent recruits drawn through their non-China employment. So, what it means actually, this is still very brief in this court file. What it means is China, as we talk about, they use students, using visit scholars, and using mainly Chinese people overseas to grab your uh, intellectual properties, go back to China, and also your network, your channels to Americans' top secret in the intellectual uh, properties, all the like information or government intelligence, whatever aspect China needs to defeat America. They reward these people to bring it back to China. And yes. you don't need to go back to, you see, they said China will pay you more if you go back to China and you give up your position in the United States. But turns out the fact is most of people, they don't need to withdraw their American positions because China knows these people's most value will happen when they still work in the United States. So China would give them part-time job. So how part-time? Basically, you don't need folks on that. You just need to collect information, materials China needs, or build the network for China to expand China's influence in the United States, and then give it back to China when it's necessary or at like the regular time, for example, half a year or uh, uh, once a year or in some kind of collaboration. So this is a very flexible and this kind of talent programs, you see this guy failed for many times. It's because a lot of people are competitive in these programs and there are so many programs from the 
central government to provincial. It's like in U.S. You can compare it to every university provide aid, and then government level provide aid in different agencies, and then state level, county level, they all have a lot of money to sponsor you、uh, to attract you as long as you can provide what they want. So you see, this person Gong. He's clearly one of the typical person get attracted by money, by reputation, by the welfare from China to deal with China using all the secret he can get access in the United States.、Yeah. So this is something I don't know how many Americans realize it. It's basically like the host on chase. You know, there are numerous hosts in the chase. Okay. Yeah. So how? Yeah. It, it, it's it's amazing because the, the China uses a multifaceted strategy here, as you said. You know, they give money to universities. Okay, and because they get a certain amount of money, the universities get hooked on it like crack cocaine, and that gives the Chinese more access to put in certain people. Okay, to also, as you said, get the certain China experts. But this case here, we, we can't forget the obvious case where China hires part-time people. Take a look at President Biden's son, Hunter, and the president himself, who I believe is a Manchurian candidate, a, a president, and he's compromised, complicit, corrupt, and criminal. In my mind, I mean, take a look at that, and then take a look at the average citizen, and they send them here. In thousands, and as you've seen in recent reporting here, just this this year alone, so far over twenty four thousand, twenty four thousand Chinese illegal nationals have crossed our southern border. And so, when you see this guy, this one guy get caught, there's no problem. They got thousands more, okay, and they know that. And so they take risks, they infiltrate. There's little little. Little pushback on China, little impact on China, as they literally steal up to a trillion dollars of U.S. technology every single year. Okay, with little, little accountability or little impact back to them. Yeah, we get one or two people, but what are we doing as a nation to protect against this? I mean, you make a, a bunch of, you bring up a number of very great points about、uh, how they operate because China understands our laws. They know how to circumvent those laws and work in the seams, and they know what we work in titanium cylinders of sub excellence between our different departments, intelligence community, and such. And so they work in those seams and they play us like fools. And what's the result? They are not only winning the battle, but they're winning the cognitive war hands down right now. Yes,、yeah, so、as you said. That during Trump administration, there were China initiative and focusing on this uh, academic and uh, uh, economic espionages,、uh, but it was shut down, right? So actually, um, I mean, for the China's perspective, they don't really care about this kind of uh. China initiative this kind of project from U.S. because they always can find the way to avoid the accountability. For example, this person get arrested because he got caught in his computer for all these materials. But just think about how many people is out of the radar, and also. When China really care about certain people, China could falsify the evidence to help this guy escape from the accountability. There are so many ways. For example, 
all these communications between him and China could be encrypted and happen just when he go back to China or go to the third country. And at that time, it's very difficult for U.S. side to uh, uh, obtain the evidence. And also, China have a lot of, I mean, already bought a lot of attorneys and also cultivate their own attorneys in the United States who are familiar with your law system and they could always spend a lot of money and hire so many attorneys to argue, to uh, try to find the any flaws during the process of the uh, case and to finally make this person escape. Thank you, sir. So we can't finish all the topics we are going to bring today, but it's always Thank nice you, to to provide the deep insights to our audience. And thank you for listening to the voice of Dr. Yen. Thank you, uh, sir, to join me. And thank you, everyone, for listening to it every Saturday and Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. We will meet you on a Mark Out Loud radio network and iHeartRadio. Also, later, you can listen to us from various of apps like Spotify, Podcast, or Pandora, Google Podcast. Thank you.